Welcome to Casual Swinger. If you're under 18, the following podcast is not appropriate for you. The subjects and language are for mature audiences only. If you're not mature in nature, just make sure you're old enough to vote. We don't take ourselves seriously, ever. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any opinions or statements made on this podcast, our website, or our blog. It's all in fun, folks. This isn't Dr. Phil. Now, consider yourself the listener properly advised. Welcome back, everyone, to Casual Swinger, Episode 5, One Time at Hito. Oh, wow. Hito. Yeah. <laughs> is that coming up? It is. Less oh. than four weeks. Oh, wow. That came up on us quickly. It is, and I'm so excited. I think I need to go on a diet. <laughs> I think I need to, too. <laughs> I think that's what everybody says when they're going to go to Hito. So, One Time at Hito. Have we, uh, we done this before, I take it? I think this is our, what, 10th or 12th? 10th or 11th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 11th trip, maybe. We've done this a few times. We call it home, though. It is. Yeah, it's home. So uh, welcome back to hanging out with us here on Casual Swinger. We're really looking forward to sharing this with you guys. This is kind of our thing. You know, Hedo has been a thing for us for years now. And we wanted to do an episode where we talked about it and uh, kind of make this a special thing. So uh, before we get into that, though, uh, we definitely want to thank everybody for all the downloads and the listening yes the feedback the support so thank you to all of the listeners out there thank you to the lifestyle podcast community we're truly humbled we hope to make you proud and keep you entertained yeah that's uh it's just crazy to see all the different places around the world people download these podcasts from isn't it i know it's a little nerve-wracking uh, we need to stop looking at it, I think, is what we need to do, is just <laughs> ignore it and rock on. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the advice we got from a few good folks in the community, so that's what we're going to do. But in the meantime, we're going to keep doing our thing, and we're going to go hang out with other people in the lifestyle community and keep adding to this pile of stories that we've got. But uh, speaking of, uh, what else are we doing? We have an upcoming trip to a club in Daytona Beach. I believe we're going this weekend. Oh, that's right. For an 80s theme night, which oh, is right in my wheelhouse. That is your jam. Yeah, especially with Halloween coming up. I'm super excited. I cannot decide what to wear. Uh, I, I see you in jelly bracelets and, and Coca-Cola shirts. and. <laughs> oh, that's too much. No, too <laughs> a much. Little bit, yeah, a little Teased bit hair. less. Teased yeah, possibly. Hair. And maybe some red lipstick. Yeah, I think you look good in all of it. So we're heading up there into uh, Daytona. We've never been up there before. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. It's another first for us. So um, anyone out there who's semi-local to the area, I'm happy to give feedback uh, on our next podcast, let you know how it went. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, This place has been around a long time. Uh, I think it's called Minglers. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're heading up that way to check it out. Uh, prior to the Halloween party at Secrets uh, the following weekend, right? So... Yeah, it's going to be a busy couple of weeks. Yeah, I think it is. So that already sold out down there. We were uh, looking into that today. So it looks like we're just going to be doing party passes to head down there and check things out. But And, you know, that's okay. But it seems to be one of their biggest parties of the year. So we're definitely going to have to make a showing. Absolutely. So we're going to give you guys some feedback uh, when we get done with this trip and let you guys know how it goes. But more importantly, speaking of feedback, we're looking for your feedback. So let us know what you think of some of these casts and these content, the content that we're putting together. Uh, you know, we're interested to know what you think. Is this useful to you? What do you want to hear about? Uh, and uh, don't be shy. 
Yeah, exactly. And also, if you have any place, events, uh, clubs, uh, resorts, anything in the southeast, we're looking to expand a little bit. So give us your feedback and recommendations on those as well. Awesome. That sounds really cool. So without further ado, let's uh, get into talking about our little trip to Hito that's coming up that has me so terrified now that I know it's four weeks away. <laughs> I know you guys can't see me, but I'm over here grinning ear to ear. The excitement is just the same, if not more, every trip. Um, there's this great shopping spree that I go through, and I tell myself I'm not going to go over the top every year, but I always seem to. Do you lie to yourself all the time or just when it comes to Hito? It's like being a hostage negotiator with yourself yeah yeah well i can tell you guys we have like four or five bins of slutware that gets purchased just giant (laughs) bins of slutware and most of it never gets worn because you're like i want this and this and this and this well because you end up naked most of the time that's not a bad thing (laughs) no it's not a bad thing but you know it gets my creativity you know the juices flowing and Mm, i always come up you know, it, I always come up with that one outfit that I can't wait to wear, and I wait all week to wear it, and then I forget about it. Oh, right. And you're like, oh, I forgot to wear this thing for rock night. Well, that was Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing. What day is it here? Yeah, that happens, right? And well, and also, right, so with our trip, we're going with Rachel's Rascals, and we have our own theme nights this time. We do. So something that's really cool about going to the resort is they have a theme night seven days a week and groups typically will pick some of their own theme nights to like you know differentiate the group and and be able to especially the first few nights you're there spot fellow rascals in this instance that's right yeah so that's really cool so theme nights are a thing but let's talk a little bit about our hito history yes yeah let's let's give the listeners maybe just like an an overview of what we like about the resort what keeps us coming back and and just some some general information. Sure. So our first trip was what? Middle of summer. Nobody was there. It we was. Were by ourselves. It was. It was the, the slower season, middle of summer. Um, we went completely by ourselves. We didn't, you know, book with a group. That's right. We didn't. We didn't know better. No, no. And booking with a group is definitely our speed. And, and everyone that goes has their own speed, whether it's a specific group they go with, time of year they go, or just getting away on their own and, and not having you know, that, that group mentality. Yeah. Well, what is it? I think, uh, I think, uh, our friend Janet said once that he is just a place full of friends you haven't met yet. Exactly. Exactly. Another reason to be excited about it. Friends we haven't seen in a year, new friends we're going to make new faces that go at the same time as, uh, as us, but not our group. Absolutely. So that first trip, uh, was, was so good, right? Cause we kind of talked about how I introduced you to the lifestyle, which was incredibly stupid on my part. I'm, I'm a complete dumbass. Uh, but then, of course, I introduced you to Hito in a very similarly stupid way. You no, know, actually, this one is a lot more understated, comparatively speaking. So you handed me a book because you had mentioned the resort in passing. Because I, I, had, I had started asking you questions and then you came out with, so I've been here. And you told me about the place. Mm-hmm. And I think I was in a little bit of shock. I was yeah, digest- I think you thought I was a nudist. <laughs> well, I was trying to digest all the information. So you handed me this book that after reading it, I thought, wow, I want to feel that empowered and that and liberated. And I want to see what this place is all about. 
Oh, well, we definitely found out what it was all about, right? We did. What was it, two months we were there after you read the book? Yeah, not even. We booked on the fly. Right, and and that book was The Naked Truth About Hedonism 2 by Chris Santilli, right? Yeah. And like the first edition? It was the first edition. That's right. Yeah, and I think the third is coming out here soon. It is, ironically enough. And uh, your illustrious hosts may or may not be somewhere in that book. We won't tell you where, but... Mm, interesting. Mm, there are stories. But that's okay. So a little bit about Hedo. If you guys have never read up on it or heard about it, more actually, more importantly, you probably have, and everything you've heard is probably wrong. Uh, you know, some things that people say about it is it's a swingers resort. It's a lifestyle resort. It's a place for retired swingers. I heard that once. Uh, there's a lot of things about it, but what are some of the things that make this place stand out? First of all, it's all inclusive. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you pay for your room. Everything's included. Food, beverage, water, sports, you name it. That's right. And there's a reason why people call it home when we say we're going home. Right? Yeah. And, and, and so Mallory's got this big smile on her <laughs> face right now. And it's because it, it is. When you get off that bus and Michael, the, the guy in charge of guest services, has this giant ear-to-ear crystal white grin and he remembers you and he hasn't seen you in a year, you know, and he says, welcome home. You really feel it. You really do. And it's, it's you know, 85 to 90 degrees there on any given day. But that is the warmest hug you will get. And he shakes everybody's hand, gives everyone a hug, welcomes everyone home. Right. And he's just one of them. Right. I mean, you got Lorna and Donna and you've got, well, it was Shanique, but Shanique's gone from the grill. She she got another job. Uh, but there's so many people there, right, that just make that place what it is. And what you will hear about Hito more than anything else is that the people make the resort. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the people you meet there. And that's not just the other guests. That's absolutely the staff, employees, management. Everything. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's right down to the groundskeepers who in 95 degree heat are getting the three leaves out of the grass. Right. Because yeah. those leaves can't be there. Uh, so the stories you might have heard, right, were back when super clubs owned the resort and money was tight and you know, employees weren't getting paid and food was declining. Yeah. And they also had the other resort across the island that was open for a short amount of time. It was closed. Yeah. It closed. Yeah. Um, Mid two thousands? Yeah. Something like that. I'd never been there. I missed I missed the bus on that one. They had very different identities. Uh most most anybody that, that had been to both would say that Hito two was a little bit of an older crowd, Hito three was a younger crowd. It was closer to the airport, so it was a little easier to get to and from because back then the road to Negril was a dirt road. Yeah. So it's not like the highway, which by comparison, what we ride on there is a highway yeah. now. Well, and that's true. The first trip compared to our last trip, the time it takes us from you know, getting off the plane, getting our baggage, and of course we go through Mobay, which you awesome, amazing. Yeah, Club Mobay. customs security line, and you're like ready to go. Yeah, you've never um, felt more like a rock star than if you use Club Mobay. <laughs> right, but I think the time wise, we save at least an hour and a half now. Oh God, yeah. I mean, the first time I went, I mean, not counting like customs and everything else, I think it was a three or four hour drive to the resort because wow. it was all dirt road. I would never have made it with all the red stripes the bus driver feeds us. Uh, in the ganj, yeah, I was very messed up by the time we got where we were going. But yeah. you know, when we talk about the people, we talk about the the employees of the resort, the people that make it what it is. But it's also the friends you make, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, friends in the pool, friends in the in the ocean, on the beach, by the bar, in the dining room. I mean, you name it. 
right? First question everybody asks, so where are you from? <laughs> it's the first question you ever, ever hear. Mickey's first response is usually a vagina. Uh-huh. That's, oh, she's got one too. But, you know, just kind of keep in mind when you think about this place, you know, it's it's what you make it. And, and it really is. And when you talk about going to a resort like Hedonism or Desire or anywhere else, uh, they have this amazing habit. And I'm going to steal another line from Janet. Uh, they have an amazing habit of amplifying whatever is good and whatever is bad about your relationship. So if, you know, this is not a relationship saving place by any means, but it can be very wonderful for a relationship if it's already good. It could. It can enrich it. Yeah, absolutely. But if you guys already have jealousy issues and, and you know, you really aren't enjoying each other's company, you're probably not going to have a good time. Correct. <laughs> and uh, we've seen it, right? We, we've seen it down there. And in all fairness, we've also seen it at Sandals. That's true, too. So. Yeah, you, I think you see that anywhere. Uh, but uh, people ask me, I think the number one question I get from Vanillas or anybody else that finds out where we go, because I do unapologetically, unabashedly wear my Hedo shirts and Hedo gear. Everywhere. Well, not everywhere. I mean, I don't wear them around the house. I generally wear them where I see people. Yeah, you do. But, I mean, I run into folks, and they, of course we do start some conversations, and I have met some lifestylers who have come up and given me knuckles and been like, hell yeah, man, that's pretty cool. But the people that aren't lifestyle or maybe are wondering or are curious, they do come up and they ask me every time, same question, how in the world can you go somewhere and get naked with all those other people it's the number one question i get absolutely and you know if you've never done it before lifestyle or not it's nerve-wracking i was terrified i was very concerned about how i looked how i felt is everyone going to stare at me are they going to notice my stretch marks my imperfections is it going to be like walking into a pack of wolves i had no idea what to expect your fabulous tits (laughs) thank you um, but something you told me was that the second hardest thing you're going to do there is take your clothes off. The first thing is going to be putting them back on when you have to leave. That's and, a fact. And it is absolutely true. Yeah, that's a fact. That is uh, that is a truth about Hedo that the hardest thing you do is going, man, I got to put my fucking clothes back on to get on the plane. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah, we've known a few people that have forgotten, you know, to put undergarments on or... Oh, well, I mean, I, we've had people in our travel group that habitually start taking their clothes off on the plane. They take off underwear while they're sitting on the plane. <laughs> I mean, all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's half the fun, too, by the way. Once you get in with a group and you meet some people, you start traveling together and taking the same flights, and then the stupid shit really starts happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the flight attendants, like, cording off that section that you're occupying or feeding you additional bottles because they're highly entertained by the conversations. Oh, very much so. Or, uh, like, well, in every restaurant we've ever been to, they... Just oh, give us a wide berth. I right? was going to say the 10-foot rule. Ten- <laughs> no one's allowed within 10 feet of this table. Anytime we're around other lifestylers. But anyway, I think that's a pretty good overview of what this place has in store and, and kind of what things people can expect. It's it's a four-star resort easy nowadays. Yeah, because they've been doing tons of upgrades. I mean, they have the playrooms now. They have these premium rooms that are... Absolutely beautiful. Um, If you guys have any questions, if there's something we haven't covered and you're curious about it, you know, feel free to message us, um, ask your questions. You can find us on casualswinger.com, 
You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, SLS, or Cassidy as Casual Swinger. That's right. So without any further ado, we're going to bounce to a break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some of our favorite memories from Hedo. That's Yeah, I'm so excited because some of these are super sexy and super hilarious. Uh, basically, they all make me look like a damn fool, but it's going to be a lot of fun uh, talking about one of our favorite places on the planet. And we're going to do that as soon as we come back. You're listening to Casual Swinger. Welcome back, everybody, from the break. You are listening to Casual Swinger. We are talking about one time at Hedo. Yeah, because it rarely happens twice. (laughs) Right? Well, nothing ever happens twice the same way (laughs) at Hedo. But I think that may have something to do with the charm of the place and why they have, what, the highest? Yeah, the highest return rate of any resort in the world. Over 90% of people that go, go back. And it's probably because of stuff like this, right? I mean... So we were we were talking about our stories and things that happened to us while we were at Hito and we had this, you know, long conversation about how romantic and how well we connected and and I, I said, Yeah, we, we should lead with that story, right? And of course, uh, she looked at me like I was crazy because the story I'm talking about is we were walking and of course it was the middle of summer and it rains every day at Hito in the summer. I kinda loved it though. Yeah, well, it did, and it and it rained, and we're walking along, and we're naked, and I don't know why we were right outside the spa, uh, walking along the path and the bushes, and I was like, hmm. and I just grabbed Mallory and bent her over and uh, took care of business right there in the <laughs> middle of the pathway. I think you make it sound a little more barbaric than it actually was. I can I Men remember this like it was yesterday. It was absolutely gorgeous. The rain cooled us off. We were so intensely connected in that moment. You didn't need cooling. I was doing all the work. (laughs) Well, this was before. (laughs) And, you know, we stepped to the side and, you know, we started kissing passionately. And then, yeah, fucking seemed like the best idea ever. I I remember this distinctly different than a Harlequin novel, but you're you're making me sound like Fabio. So keep going. (laughs) That's how it felt. That's how it felt. And it was erotic. It was great. To be that turned on. And Big fat raindrops. Water's oh, not a yeah. lubricant, guys, but there wasn't enough of it to slow this girl down. So. Oh, yeah. But when we talk about stuff like that, I mean, that's that's incredibly, obviously, hot and cool. And I mean, where else can you be walking down a path between two buildings and throw it down with your wife? I think we weren't married at the time yet. So We weren't married time, yet. That's correct. Uh, still, throw it to your girlfriend <laughs> in the middle of a walking path and... I think a couple of workers walked by and they were like, Ugh. I have no idea. I was looking at the foliage and feeling the rain on my face and enjoying the uh, activities. My giant penis. No, no, you weren't yeah, feeling that. No. Yeah, I definitely remember that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but but is, is that the pinnacle of romance? No. When speaking of going from girlfriend to wife, one of the most romantic things we've ever witnessed is an engagement on the beach. Oh, God, I, that's right. That happened. Oh, that was no fantastic. <laughs> and, and I don't want to get all teary-eyed because, you know, it's emotional and it was wonderful. But taking a step back and having a hundred of your closest naked friends watch you propose to the love of your life. 
Oh, she was so shocked. She like, was. She had no idea it was coming, and, and he had been planning it all year. And I have goosebumps right now just thinking about it. It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, you you felt the connection of the group of the people that were, you know, basically sending their love out to this, you know, new couple who is... This was, what, his fourth or fifth trip with us and her second I think. Yeah, it was only her second trip with us, but I'll tell you what, she, I mean, just like everyone else we meet. Fit like a glove. Fits like a glove. Yeah, she really did. And she's screaming hot. Let's not forget that. (laughs) Truth. And he's fantastic, and he's a good-looking guy, and they're just, I I wish them all the happiness. I can't wait to go to their wedding. So the guy's version of this is, we're all going, uh, Howard, what are you going to do about pictures? What, like, that's so. the best part that's the best part that they had to sneak away to take engagement photos with clothes on in front of sandals in front of sandals and pretend to propose all over again to show their family back home so if you see these photos she looks thoroughly shocked and like what in the she, hell and she missed her calling she could have been an actress well i mean it is a stationary photo i mean yeah maybe, well maybe you're being a little i was generous. convinced okay well, but, it was super cool. We're going to this wedding in like March, I think. So there's one of the reasons that we can't, you know, go running off and do something else cool. But we're pretty excited about it. And, and that's one of those stories we remember from Hito and probably always will because yeah. it was just so weird and different and cool because we went on our honeymoon. We did. We actually planned our wedding around that trip because we had booked that trip in advance. We were planning on getting married, but hadn't picked a date yet. And no offense, I don't know uh, uh, anyone else who would intentionally get married in the middle of winter in the mid-Atlantic other than to coincide with this trip. That's pretty much it, right? That was our first trip with the Rascals, I think. It was. Which is just insane. So, yeah, I mean, and and there's there's no really uh, insane story around that one other than we're dumb enough to get married in February in the mid-Atlantic. Yeah, it just goes to show how much we love that place. Oh, very much so. You know, and when we talk about things like romance and, and insanity in Jamaica, one story that comes to mind is about the young lady from Minnesota that tried to get Jamaica inside her oh, and the piano. The part. mousy housewife. So sweet. First time there. Loved that couple. I mean, just genuine, good yeah, human beings. He was a cop, beings. right? Yeah. Yeah. Good human beings through and through great sense of humor but she was a little more quiet a little more on the reserved she side. was horny and wanted to fuck that was the end of the trip that's not <laughs> how it started and by the end of the trip i believe the last night on the piano in the piano bar dancing undressing and singing and pointing telling the whole bar how much she wanted jamaica inside of her because she loved it yeah, yeah, that was one of the more interesting things I think I'd seen. But I think, what was it, when she was sober, she was telling us that she couldn't fit anything else inside of her because of the Italian guy? Yeah, that's right. I totally She said she was too it. sore. So she had plenty in her, but I think she <laughs> yeah. had Italy in her, not Jamaica. Yeah, right. So that girl was busy. Yeah, after a few gin fizzes, she changed her mind. She felt no pain. Yeah, that's not too bad. You know, but when you get excited and you're having fun at Hito, sometimes you just feel like you got to dance, right? Ah, you especially feel like you got to dance. No, no, no. no. Oh. I was I was coerced. No, no. Mickey is not a dancer. He will not willfully go out on the dance floor. But given the right opportunity for a good time, a the good right laugh. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, one of our uh, rascals seemed to have a cheerleading outfit handy. Well, no, that... they had it handy because they wanted me to wear it. They were trying to punish me, remember? So I MC the parties for the rascals. That's one of the things that I do. And they, we didn't go on a trip. We took uh, a, a spring trip off. The rascals go in, in November and May and pretty soon in february but in this particular may trip we didn't go because we had a hurricane down here and we had stuff to take (laughs) care of so naturally they said we're going to punish you we're going to dress you up in all these different outfits and apparently one of those outfits was a fucking cheerleader (laughs) it was fantastic i had no idea that he could drop it so low that he could shake what his mama gave him i mean i'm talking hand on the ground bent over doodads a swinging in the wind for the whole pool to see and he had pom-poms oh i had big fake inflatable tits i had a skirt (laughs) this this outfit was a train wreck in the making and they were like here you go and right about the time they were squeezing my ass into this outfit I heard over on the pool deck that the booty shaking contest was starting. And I'm like, okie dokie, y'all did it. Yeah, we're doing this. And it was awesome. So they named me, they they gave me a name that is very similar to mine. So I can't really tell you guys what it is, but uh, it was absolutely fun as hell. And my favorite part about the whole thing is when I flipped around to kind of drop it, I had never done that before, and I wasn't <laughs> sure if my knees were going to explode, if this was going to be my last act as an ambulatory male. But Are you talking about the front row seat that the gentleman got? I think he's scarred for life. He, I... he came up to me and talked to me later, and he said he never wanted to see a male from that angle at that height ever again. <laughs> yeah, he got the whole kit and The full Monty, guys. I, my, oh, yeah. my balls almost hit him in the forehead. Yeah. And uh, but when I heard the whole pool scream, I knew something had happened and they handed me a fistful of Hito bucks, the size of which I've never seen before. <laughs> so the ECs were pretty entertained by. Yeah, it you definitely brought the house down. And it's one of those rare moments where I'm jumping down, up and down at the bar going, that's my husband. I'm so proud. And then you have to take it in going, you know, in real life, this wouldn't translate. <laughs> no, no, it 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 probably didn't translate all that well but no so sometimes though you're the recipient of a dance oh god no not that story so sometimes the games that we you know help and help with and host um go a little sideways so i was let in on a little secret that um we had uh basically it was like a scavenger hunt game that we're playing with uh the entire group and one of the items has to do with a lap dance you know as get or give get or give and it's as scandalous as you want or not want to be so a little birdie told me what this plan was going to be and it incorporated me yeah i know that was the whole point that they were going to make it seem like she was going to give you the lap dance and i have been calling this young lady evan rude since i met her because she's got giant glorious tits and i love to stick my face in them gorgeous absolutely beautiful and she's got big hooters and And i like to play with them and i thought (laughs) she was gonna dance for me and i I was very happy your face that moment where you were like oh yeah come to daddy let's do this you were so she's like hey sit down for a lap dance she didn't even say sit down i'm gonna dance for you i just assumed and then they're they started about halfway through a song and i'm like well no, why start halfway w- through well, let's do a whole song that was so dumb yeah well they said because it had to be like 30 seconds and yeah. then yeah 
Yeah, as soon as you're like, 30 seconds, let's do the whole thing. And you were so cocky and so excited. And then they flipped the script. And her husband, who happens to be, I don't know, seven feet tall, strikingly handsome, puts the moves on you. I lost my mind. I, I hate him now. Oh, my God. I loved it. And I loved the big finish where he was like gyrating like his life was depending on it. I may never get an erection again. Oh, I will. <laughs> I love those guys. You know, I'm kidding. But it was uh, it was one of the most terrifying experiences of my natural life to have a, a hulking giant of a man lumber toward you mm. with lust in his eyes. And I'm going to dance for you, son. Kind of turned me on a little oh, bit. It was terrifying. It, it was, was fantastic. And you both were great sports. He's got she hands was... the size of coffee cans. Like, I know. It... it was awesome. I was waiting for him to do all that, like the head swivel where he's got his hand on top of yours oh, and he moves yeah. you around. Really totally glad old dick fingers didn't penetrate me. <laughs> dick fingers. She's uh, <laughs> an enormous person. But yeah, that, that was terrifying. I'm really glad you told our listeners about that. I'm, I'm going to go away quietly You're now. welcome. Hey. What about some jazz hands? Oh, Want to have God. a dance-off? We can That's tell them about right. that. We're going to come back and talk about a dance-off. We're going to just give this a quick break, and we'll be right back with you guys with the story of the pants-off dance-off. You know, hope you guys are ready. You're listening to Casual Swinger. You know, the Pants Off Dance Off is probably one of the legendary stories. It, it's fantastic. It's one of those where it starts off super sexy, very erotic, and ends up in hilarity no, it, and infamy. It, well, I almost died. I mean, I, I fell off I'm laughing at Jim's dumbass. You almost died. You had my head wrapped up in that. Oh, my gosh. All right. So let, let me set this up before I look like too much of a clown. So. Here's what happened. Mallory always wanted to be tied up. She's like, you've got to, you know, we got to do this bondage thing. And I, I, I was trying, but I really thought it would be fun to do it at Hedo. Surprise her. We've had our friends that were there. And so we thought, hey, you know, we'll do this together. It'll be really sexy. And we were trying to recreate to a certain extent that first experience that we'd had in the lifestyle where she had lots of hands on her because I knew she liked it. So I went to uh, Rachel, who is a friend of ours down there, who you'll hear more from before too long, and said, hey, you know, this is what I want to do. We want to, you know, hands all over Nikki and, and, you know, play a little bit. And she's like, oh, fuck, yes. Bless you guys. Yeah, so we're doing this. (laughs) And so I go looking for rope because I didn't have rope. The only rope I could find (laughs) on the entire fucking resort was dive string. (laughs) Dive string is made of nylon. It's really strong, and it is not made for tying up the hands no. of unsuspecting women. So if you don't know what dive string is, it's very, very narrow. It's um, it's, cord, it's yeah. nylon, so it's not comfortable. So it's very thin, uh, not very comfortable, but they had a lot of it. So improvising here. Yeah, if you can't activities. tie a knot, tie a lot, right? So that's exactly <laughs> what we did. Uh, so, But before we did that, we had to go find a place to pull off this caper. So, of course, we grab Mallory and start dragging her around the resort like the Scooby-Doo gang running from the monster. Yeah, I know you guys are up to something, but I'm not sure just what yet, but I'm starting to get excited and a little scared. Yeah, because we're, we're pulling her around from point A to point B, and we're looking for a suitable place to do this, and I don't know why we decided we had to do it outside, but we decided to use 
the little pavilions that are, are you know stashed around. You yeah, they're like cabana spaces. beds that yeah, have an overhang. Beds. Yeah. And because they had four posts and it seemed like a good idea, which go. is what our plan was. Now, initially, we got up to this thing and I thought I would tie her up like Faye Ray style, like we were going to sacrifice her to King Kong and just have her stand there. But apparently, <laughs> so glad you didn't. that's not sexy. So, uh, of course, Rachel had a better idea. Let's lay her down. Well, at that point, I had a dress shirt on and we didn't have a blindfold. So we start, you know, tying her up, you know, basically drawn and quartered style, um, kind of holding my arms out, but drawn and quartered style, arms out, legs out. And I wrap this shirt around her face repeatedly <laughs> trying to blindfold her. If you could picture an oversized turban over my face, that's, that's pretty much pretty where much it was. What happened? And yeah. But I did it a Forgot little to leave an tight. air hole. Didn't leave an air hole. Left it a little tight. <laughs> so we heard a little... <laughs> which was, help me, you asshole. Get this <laughs> off my face. I don't speak... But that's apparently what it was. But everything was was kind of going okay. right? Actually, I mean, it was. It was... Like she I had said, the hands on her. Uh, Rachel did most of the work. But you, you guys know, did a great job too. We I mean, had I, feathers and we had a crop and we had all kinds of stuff that we were yeah, playing with. And I can't tell you from a tactile perspective what everything was, but it was very sensual, very erotic. And I think I got off without having any full on touch or involvement down there. And that was a first for me. And I don't know that it's happened since. Mm hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's not happened to me, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the net net of it, of course, is uh, that we took Mallory from her position of, of being tied to things and we put Rachel in. And one thing you don't know about Rachel, if you've never met her before, she's a microhuman. She's our little pixie. She's a Lilliputian. And that means her arms and legs were shorter than Mallory's. This is important for a very, very big reason because we tied up her legs and then, or actually, no, we tied up her arms yeah. and, then and then tried, tried to, to pull her, her to legs. When you say draw and quarter, that's exactly what you guys ended up doing. So she was hovering a couple inches above this mat going, ow, ow, guys, ow, guys, down. guys, I'm flying. So we got those fixed and we got everything set up and we wrapped the, you know, self-service turban around her face. And at that point, I'm very excited. She's very excited because she's getting ready to eat pussy, which is one of her favorite things to do. So she hops down there and gets ready to go to work. And now Jim and I are standing on opposite sides of his beautiful wife. And I am trying to give him hand signals that indicate it is his turn to tell me what to do. Because I had been giving him hand signals to tell him how to touch you that it would be sexy for you. Yeah, and unbeknownst to me, you guys had this, like, you know... Unspoken language. Uh, unspoken language. Yeah. You guys are giving each other directions. I mean, I kind of see what's going on in the corner of my eye, but I could care less. I'm a little busy down there. Oh, yeah. You couldn't... Well, we saw it was the top of your head going... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Uh, up until there was some confusion. Apparently, there was a language barrier at some point. Oh, very much so. So I looked across at him, and I held my hands out in front of me like my hands are on a steering wheel. And I pointed at him, and I said, you drive. Now, I didn't say it because I was trying to give him, you know, the, you, you know, you drive. Right, because you, you're trying to tell him, hey, this is, you know, yeah, your you wife. call the you, shots. You wife. take the direction and we'll, we'll follow. So he looks at me like an immigrant at the DMV <laughs> and just with his mouth open, slack jawed, like, uh, and I'm like, mm, you drive, you, you drive. And 
he looks at me, his eyes get really big. Like, I finally understand. He throws his hands up in the air and does jazz hands <laughs> and breaks it down, standing right there on the side of the, what did you call them? Not pavilions. But the, the cabana. The cabanas. Yeah, yeah the cabanas. Yeah. And he starts dancing and grooving and shaking his ass. And I'm going, and I just start laughing. I go, what the fuck are you doing? I didn't, I didn't challenge you to a dance off, you asshole. And then I pop up like a meerkat because when he starts breaking it down, I'm like, are you guys even paying attention to what's going on? I thought maybe, you know, you get sidetracked. There was a bee. Right. Who knew? Well, uh, well, yeah, a bee would have been great in the middle of the night, but I, I literally fell off the side of the cabana yeah. onto the concrete laughing like hell. I jumped up. I was laughing so hard I had to walk away. I ended up laying on the pool table laughing. Oh, yeah. I made you guys leave the area because... You guys are laughing. I'm trying not to laugh. It's finally my turn. And then she starts laughing like, what the hell is going on well, here? He was still dancing. Yeah. <laughs> he just kept right on grooving. He just yeah. had a song in his heart. Yeah. And, and it completely ruined the experience for that I, poor girl, which, you know, as far as dance-offs go. It, <laughs> it's the best I've ever seen. It, it was pretty it was hilarious. So, it really was. You know, but I don't think... That anything tops the Italian job. Mm. I yeah. think that is, it's the grand poobah of all stories. It that- really is. It's, um, if anyone was there when this happened, you know exactly what we're talking about. I have never heard a hush fall across the new pool during prime afternoon party hours ever no it's kind of like that record scratch you know you know and everything comes to a stop i've never heard that pool quiet no prime time even with 30 people in the pool it's still loud it's still wild yeah and this thing that happened uh it it defies it defies all explanation yeah it's like uh it was like watching national geographic and you're like oh oh wow that's 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 happening and then you something like a gazelle jumps out from the bushes and like it 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 Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's horrifying. So how this all started, uh, we were down there uh, with uh, a group called the Fluffernutters. And this was, uh, you know, back in February, a few years back. So mm-hmm. uh, we were having a great time. Uh, they're, you know, they're a longstanding group. They got a lot of really good folks in there. We made a lot yeah. of good friends. It was you a good a time. Very loyal, uh, gr- great group of people. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of those folks in that group is a guy they call Hito Joe. And Hito Joe brings fireball-soaked gummy bears to Hito. That is his thing. He brings a big old tin of gummy bears, and he gets fireball when he gets there, pours it all in, and soaks these gummy bears for a couple of days, and then carries around the pool this uh, you know, Tupperware yeah. with a spoon with fireball and gummy bears and just feeds them to people feeds all day them to long. people because sharing is caring, folks. And Absolutely. they're usually a big hit in the pool. People love it. But by the end of the week, there aren't very many gummy bears left in that thing, right? No, no. No, they're they're given spoonfuls of gummy bear fireball water or whatever it is. And so someone else was there that week, right? This woman was from Italy? Well, actually, it was a group of them. They didn't speak very much English. And I want to say there was five of them that all came together, if I remember correctly. And there was only one that was kind of like the semi-translator. So it was most, again, like unspoken language, like, you know, traditional hand signs for people who don't speak, you know, ASL. Right. <laughs> you know, um, to try to communicate. Great group of people. And 
pretty mild-tempered until the last day. Yeah, they really, really cut I loose mean, on that last day. They, I mean, they didn't just knock it out of the park. They knocked it into the next county. And so this this older woman who she was uh, she was attractive, you know, very. an attractive older woman, very uh, like very, like platinum blondish hair, if mm-hmm. I recall. And I didn't understand a damn thing she said. She sounded kind of like a mix between Charo and Jaja Gabor to me. I mean, I didn't really super sweet. She always like grazed your face after she was done talking to you. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like her goodbye. It was she so sweet. Just come up and pet you, yeah. and uh, which was when she was sober. But when she wasn't sober. <laughs> other things happened so there was a guy there that she had taken a shining to mm-hmm. and unbeknownst to any of us because there are lots of things that happen in the pool at Hito blowjobs on the side of the pool mm-hmm. sex on the side of the pool mm-hmm. uh, sex in the grotto none of those things are noteworthy at all in the least nobody notices ever yeah. however this particular afternoon this particular fella that she'd taken a shining to hops up on the side of the pool and starts to you know, or, well, actually, no, it's actually, you know, he put her up on the side of the pool. Yeah, she went first. That's and right. And he gracefully asked uh, Hito Joe for some accoutrements and started using. That's right. He was pouring the, the juice from the uh, from the gummy bears down her stomach and was eating her pussy on the side yeah. of the pool. And I think it was at that. A mix of that and the rum cream, which the rum cream down there is amazing. Yeah, rum cream, uh, blowjobs, and eating pussy is awesome. Fireball, not so much. Yeah, I but think. I mean, she didn't seem to flinch when we realized what was happening there. We were like, oh, that's got to burn a little. And then you go back to drinking, you know, your purple rain or whatever the drink is of the day. Yeah, completely ignoring what is happening over yep. there right now. But then, you know, she hops down and says, my turn. And I clearly heard my turn yes and i'm like oh boy so i turn around and he hops up on the side of the pool of course he's harder than chinese algebra oh, he's yeah, got he's, a giant heart on he can't wait yeah he's very excited and she starts blowing him which again at hito that is not noteworthy we're like meh whatever blow job on the side of the pool back to conversation how long was it before it happened gosh i want not even five minutes because she started going to town and then we were engaged in conversation, and then you heard it like a wave. Yeah, and the, the first hush. thing I remember seeing was the flip. Oh, right. So she basically grabs him by the hips and flips him over, ass up on and the side of the pool. A man twice her size. Yeah, she, she forcefully him flipped him over. Yeah, makes him her bitch. Yeah, yeah. Well, at that, that point, I was like, like hmm, ooh, that's interesting. Something is about to happen over here. Uh, me thinks I'll pay attention. Mm-hmm. And I, I turned and, and I, I tapped Mallory and I was like, uh, uh. And what had happened was she flipped him over and spread his ass cheeks. And what I thought was about to happen was some sort of rusty trombone or something like that, which would have still been pretty entertaining. Except she reached into that thing of weak old gummy bears and oh, yeah? mm-hmm. crammed them into his asshole. One at a time. And that's not even the most impressive part. This is where the hush falls, starts falling across Everyone the pool. Everyone And people are tapping other people on the shoulders. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. like, uh, are you watching this? And yeah. we're like, yeah, we're watching this. <laughs> I'm not looking away. I want to know how this ends. I know. What's, what's going to happen to these gummy bears? Is there like a neat trick involved? Right. I'll is be damned. Gonna, well, I'll be damned because then she spread those ass cheeks and brought her lips to his asshole and sucked the gummy bears from his ass. All of them. So... Two questions. How did he stay so still? Because that is cinnamon-flavored whiskey. Ouch. And ouch. And 
Where did she get training for that? Because that's some impressive skill. I, I can't even imagine where she thought of it. I don't know. I, I, I think he had to be complicit in it somehow. I mean, there's no chance that any person. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a thing in Italy. I mean, maybe. Maybe like it's a thing. Maybe I missed that like section of porn. Right. Well, we have an Italian listener. They can reach out to us and tell us. So there's oh, somebody in Italy that listens yeah. to our show. So they can that's tell true. us if that if, like gummy bears up the ass is a thing. But if you are the Italian job. Please contact us. <laughs> please, please be on our show <laughs> because that was the coolest thing we've ever seen. It, in it was great. It was so great that on the bus ride back to the airport, we had 15, 18 people on this bus talking about it. Absolutely horrifying in every way, shape or form. However, <laughs> when we talk about stuff like this, I mean, we're talking about Hito. We're talking about crazy things that happen at Hito, whether it's a proposal on the beach or me getting a lap dance from the Hulk. Uh, which was terrifying, and I'm still mm. quivering a little. Yeah, my lap dance was better. Oh, well, you got a lap dance from a freaking stripper. Oh, it was amazing. Did- I got carried around like a little papoose. <laughs> I didn't want to get down. He did carry Mallory around for a while. That was during the glow party. She that had was. these giant glowing handprints on her ass where he had been carrying her around. Love it. Yeah, that was a pretty good time. But, you know, when we talk about, you know, whether somebody wants Jamaica in them or somebody's feeling romantic or... You know, all those things are are probably fine and good. But the last question that we'll ask before we go to break, because there is a story that we missed, right, is should you tell your friends when they're boiling in jizz? I would say simmering. Yeah, more simmering. Simmering in jizz. Right. Mm. So we're sitting around the hot tub one day and just this blowjob circle started, right? Yeah. And this is, you, we have to preface this with, it's, it's a private. Um, oh yeah, it was on the beach. A private one of the jacuzzi on the beach. I mean, they do happen, especially like maybe at night at the, the main hot tub, but this is generally frowned upon the behavior in the main jacuzzi. This is frowned upon behavior everywhere on earth. Oh, and by the way, jizz sinks. So if you step on something slippery in the pool or hot tub ever, it's probably jizz sunscreen floats. Yeah, sunscreen PSA. floats, jizz sinks. That's something we've learned at Hito. That's like, th- we could probably do a whole podcast on things we learned at Hito. But so here's the fun part. Everybody's kind of giving blowjobs around the pool. And, you know, us guys are sitting around the, on the edges enjoying these blowjobs. It's pretty hilarious it is it's kind of like this funny little merry-go-round it's like and everyone was coordinated and like oh switch ding switch partners yeah. <laughs> right so and we're all friends we all know each other and, it, and it's fine uh now mallory and i were not participating we were outside the hot tub just kind of marveling at it and shooting the shit with other people yeah we were a little late to the party when that we all were. started but there was like, no room in the tub what's great is people are still having conversations in the middle of this so we yeah, carry that's on true. Yeah, somebody was smoking a joint somebody was talking i mean everybody's having a good time but this is the thing that that caught my eye is that one of the folks in the hot tub started to come and yeah which it was impressive because of the audience right because let's just yeah. be frank with the performance anxieties and like not everyone's able to do that with a group around. Yeah. So he was, uh, he was starting to come and that was a little like, okay, but it was with his wife. So I think it was something she was probably prepared for. Yeah. I think she sought him out to achieve that goal. Like yeah, I, I got gotcha, you, honey. There. Well, when, and you know, without making a short story longer, he came, but it's what happened after he came because he came in her mouth. And she turned her head and went and spit yeah. it in the hot I mean, tub. And it wasn't just like accidental spillage. It was like a total cum dump. Oh, yeah. It was it was an impressive flow. Yeah. And I mean, I don't gag usually, but it was enough to make me 
a little. Yeah. Um, because well, I just don't like to see it after the fact like that. Like recycled, not my thing. So I just kind of turned my head and I didn't say anything. Uh, the problem was that one of our friends, you know, everybody had kind of you know finished doing their thing, and one of our friends oh, settled yeah. into the tub <laughs> to to rest his weary muscles, I guess. Yeah, and. I, it took us a minute to acknowledge that there was still somebody inside the hot tub. <laughs> and he's over there marinating in this stewed jizz. Oh, yeah. And so I let that go for, I guess it was four or five days. And we're walking down the beach. And this is the best part. We're walking down the beach. And I mentioned that this dude came in the hot tub. And he stops and goes, wait a minute. Is that the hot tub I was in? I'm like, well, yeah, it was. <laughs> Dude, don't You're, you think you should tell your friends when they're marinating in somebody else's jizz? I said absolutely not. That's because it's funny. So, I'm Guys, a terrible Mickey's person. a little bit of an asshole. Yeah, I may be a little bit of an asshole because I totally let him swim in jizz and I'm perfectly happy with it. <laughs> so I have no issues with that. But folks... If you have any questions about Hedo, don't forget to reach out to us. You can find us on CasualSwinger.com. You can find us on Cassidy and SLS. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at CasualSwinger everywhere. Excellent. And when we come back from this break, we have a special segment of Swinging in the News to share with all of you. So thank you very much. Sit tight, and we'll be back shortly. Welcome back, everybody, to Casual Swinger. Thank you for joining us today. We are going to head into Swinging in the News. And uh, Mickey and I would like to bring up something that happened recently that we'd like to highlight and give some kudos for. Absolutely. I think kudos are exactly the right word for what these folks deserve. So back on October 8th, a big piece of news in the lifestyle universe when some of our own ambassadors in the lifestyle went on national television in Australia. Yeah, live TV. Right, right. So that's, uh, if you go out and Google it, their names are Holly and Michael Bell, H-O-L-L-I, Holly and Michael Bell. They're at Swingtime69 on Twitter, and they have a Playboy radio show that they do. So when we first met these guys actually at Hedo uh, with the pervs, right? We did, and I believe we've heard their show. Mm-hmm. Um, great couple, uh, fantastic ambassadors, When you know, especially in regards to the lifestyle. Very well-spoken, knowledgeable, cultured, educated. Great Love looking. those guys. Yeah, they're, of course, they're gorgeous because they're on Playboy. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. There's that. But So the, the thing about the, this... Uh, spot that they did on TV. It was about seven and a half minutes long. So huge internationally. First of all, great for the Australians for putting that on national TV, right? Yes, exactly. How, you know, and I hate to say progressive, but way to get with the times. I mean, they are a penal colony. (laughs) (laughs) You just wanted to say penal. I just want to say penal. No, uh, uh, Australia's on my bucket list. I so want to go down to Australia and check stuff out. But the the idea that they were so cool and so forward-looking to have people like Holly and Michael on there to talk about consensual non-monogamy. And I'm very careful to use those words, consensual Mm -hmm. non-monogamy, because they were very careful as they presented themselves on this television show to use the right nomenclature to describe 
the lifestyle that they participate in. And I felt like they were so pioneering about it. And I have to agree. Yeah, it's in in the news. There's so often that swinging comes up with a negative connotation, like something went wrong or there was a party that was busted or or something happened or something hilarious. You know, Florida man naked in a Costco. But it's not this, which is people that are taking a step forward and saying, this is who we are. This is how we live our lives. We raise our children. We're good people. Yeah. And we can still pioneer in this lifestyle and show people that it isn't what you think. Uh, and so the first question was... Yeah, which take I, that taboo away. Yeah, take it away. The, the first question that they, they asked him was, how do you make it work? How do, you, how do you do this? And I think that's what a lot of people ask, right? How, I mean, guys ask me, how can you stand the idea of your wife having sex with somebody else? I get to ask the same thing from the female perspective too. Yeah, and these guys handled it so well, right? They said they focus on communication. That was their biggest message to the world was communication, 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 which it's is great for every marriage, I would think. Uh, yeah, that's that's great marital advice, period, right? Focus on family first and focus on each other. Uh, you know, always be dating your spouse, right? So they really had outstanding advice, which when the advice is that good and that it's that solid, what can anybody really say? What can they really say about your marriage? Like, what you guys get along and really like each other, so you like each other so much that you can go out and have some fun with other couples. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, and then bring it back home. Yeah, and then Full bring circle. it back home. Which yeah. I mean, just such a great representative uh, of of who we are as a couple. Uh, I really felt like they did such a good job. Um, but you know, for me, I, I think the the cool part was when she came out. And they asked her, you know, how do you introduce somebody to this? How would if, if there was uh, the female side of the Australian hosts? She said, uh, if you want to get your spouse into this, how do you talk him into it? And I can tell you, first of all, don't say you'd make a great swinger. <laughs> well, I don't think talk them into it. How do you present the idea? I think that's actually what she said is how do you present yeah. the idea? But and, and we meet a lot of people uh, when we're out and about that you feel like maybe one of them got talked into it. That's not a good thing. Uh, Once in a blue moon, it happens. Yeah, it does. But they, uh, Holly said she has a rule, right? Always go as fast as the slowest person. Exactly. And that goes right back to communication. Mm. So I, uh, you know, there are a lot of things actually in my news feed about swinging in the news from the last two weeks, but nothing trumps that. Nothing trumps two people putting their faces on international television and saying, this is who we are. Uh, I think, and, and what I, I said this on Twitter, Yeah. Um, you know, I hope we remember who the pioneers were. You when, did. When this is not a thing anymore, when it's not a lifestyle at all, it's just people. Because lifestyles shouldn't be, we shouldn't be defined by how we spend our time behind closed doors. Nobody should. Mm-hmm. That is a complete crock of shit. And we, as, as lifestylers, still are to a certain extent and people with that level of bravery that level of ability to communicate and that level of our articulate capability right to be able to just put it out there and make Mm -hmm. it make so much sense they deserve to be the pioneers and they deserve credit for it so here on our show that's something i wanted to make sure they got absolutely so we're sending hugs knuckles high fives and big kudos out to those guys Absolutely. So those guys are Holly and Michael Bell. Check out their show on Playboy Radio. If you want to track them down on uh, Twitter, like I said, they're at Swingtime69. 
uh, like I said, they're they're screaming hot. Nothing else. You know, you can tell them how awesome they are. But I think they do a great radio show, and we had a lot of fun. But that does it for us for this episode of Casual Swinger. Today we talked about Hedo. We talked about why Hedo is a beautiful thing, and we told some stories from some of the ridiculous shit that's happened to us. Yeah, we'll make sure we follow up you guys when we get back and include you on some of the highlights and a special edition of Casual Swinger. Also anticipate us having some special guests uh, on the show for our first time after this trip. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So that's a that's a segment that you came up with. And we did that in honor yes. of Chris Santilli's book, right? That's true. That's true. We'll have a special episode, hopefully, in our next cast, if not after we return from hedonism called the naked truth oh so that's going to be a lot of fun we'll let you guys stew on what that means but it will be an interview segment we call the naked truth and that's coming up so uh why don't you tell them how they can find us mallory and we'll let these folks go all right guys you can find us at www.casualswinger.com feel free to contact us through the website directly or you can find us at casual swinger on twitter instagram cassidy and sls We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Yeah, we'll catch you soon. 